Awesome. So I'm here with Adrian today and we're going to answer some, well, Hello, I guess I'm, I'm <laughs> I guess I'm going to, I will be answering some frequently asked questions about somatics, but to my understanding, Adrian isn't terribly familiar. I'm not. Nope. You maybe heard the word a few times or, or heard the word I've had you explain it to me a couple of times and I forgot everything. Okay. I think I've had a session done on me, but yep. don't remember that either. Done with you. Yeah. You, you had, we definitely did one session a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so what do you think somatics is? What is somatics? Uh, I had to look this up a couple of times cause I forgot it was, it's something about, um, a brain and body connection that you activate through yoga or something. Wow. Like that, right. That, that actually started really strong and that is a really awesome answer. The started only really strong. Genius. It started, it started really strong. <laughs> The yeah. only difference is that it actually kind of has nothing to do with yoga. Oh, okay. But I see why you would say that. It's kind of like, um, you know how Lord of the Rings people and Harry Potter people are like, we're different. Or what's the other one? Star Trek and Star uh, Wars. Yes. Yes. That's a good comparison. So it's kind of like comparing Star Wars to Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. But you're 100% on the whole mind body brain connection yeah because that's what somatic it means right yeah yeah somatic just means brain and body got it yeah uh whereas yoga i think originated in india and has been popularized in the west as a exercise regimen but also for mental purposes too like mindfulness and, and whatnot uh where somatics is an education that you can learn and take with you and I would say the biggest difference between somatics and yoga, aside from it being completely different from each other, is that <laughs> yoga is kind of big on stretching. Yes. And somatics has a different approach. Oh. So. Different approach. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll have to ask how so is it different? Because like the session we did, right? Mm -hmm. You had me do a bunch of these. Uh, what would you call these? What do you call these? Are the arm rolling or arm extension? Yeah, let's talk about the arm rolling for a second. You had me do a bunch of these like arm rolls and then get me uh, like more limber ah. and uh, more flexible that way. I like that. No, well, the yoga is kind of. Well, yeah, we did. But have you ever taken a yoga class? Uh, probably like once. Yeah. Okay, cool. I remember. So they probably had you in a bunch of different positions. And then you move from like one position to the next, kind of like in a sequence. Yes. So somatics looks at the whole person and it can be done in segments. So when we had our session, I was working towards increasing your shoulder mobility and addressing some of the front shoulder roundness that may have been expressed in you that day. Okay. So the biggest difference, and I guess I, I guess I might say that a few times. One of the biggest differences yeah. is an approach. So pretty much everywhere else you look, if you want to, if they want to address shower, shoulder forward roundedness, for example, they might like stretch you backwards, right? Yes. It's kind of, it's, it's a common understanding to like reach backwards, create length, create space as they say. Whereas what we do is we say, Hey, your shoulders are rounded forward. Why don't we round them even more forward? So that way they can relax. Mm. Okay. I see what you're saying. So, it's kind of like, no, I don't see what you're saying. How, how does that work? <laughs> Are you familiar with Chinese finger traps? Yeah. 
Okay, so if you pull them apart, they are they get tighter. But if you bring the two ends of the Chinese finger trap closer together, you actually get set free, right? Okay. Yeah. So 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 it's like if I was if my shoulders were rolled forward, I would roll it forward even more to relax this thing that's too tight here. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. I get the idea now. Yeah, because when you do the work of a muscle, it ceases to do its own work, which means it relaxes. Right. And now that's pretty somatic jargony, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, because what's happening is in every person, there's a level of muscle tonus for every muscle that's in the body. And that just means like how many fibers of that particular muscle are firing at any given point. So for a lot of people, shoulders are tight spot. Lower back is a tighter spot. Can you think of anything else? Lower back, shoulders, definitely. I don't know, just like hip area in general. You already mentioned the lower back, right? Yeah, neck sometimes too, I just thought of. Yeah, my neck all the time. And so for those areas, the resting muscle tonus is higher than areas of your body where you're a little bit more relaxed. And let's say a certain amount of muscles are firing, muscle fibers are firing, excuse me. So let's say there's like 30,000 units or something. What we do with somatics is we will get say 35,000 units to fire. So that way on the release, we can lower that to maybe 25,000, 20, 15,000, 10,000, and just try and get that lower and lower. So what we're doing is resetting the muscle tonus, kind of like a thermostat. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause originally the tension that was there is unconscious and involuntary. So it's very hard to undo something that's involuntary. Yeah. Right. Cause, because if you're not aware of it, how could you ever get rid of it? Yes. Of course. It's like breathing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like learning to breathe from my stomach as opposed to like my chest, except not really that. No, that's that's actually a great example because it's all oh, about okay. regaining control in your body. Still confused. And so if you're gaining the ability to direct your breathing, you're gaining control of your muscle. So that is somatic too. I see. Yes, I, I approve of that example. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, what I was saying before is that if you have an involuntary muscle contraction in your body, so if your shoulders are tight and you're uncomfortable and stiff, maybe recovering from the gym or something, mm-hmm. that is there involuntarily so what we do is we voluntarily contract that even more just a little bit more than where it was before because if you voluntary voluntarily do something it's a lot easier to undo that voluntary thing than an involuntary thing you know what i mean sure i get it (laughs) but okay i get it where's the where's the stuckness i get it uh because it's like it's just, it's just funny to think that uh, voluntarily doing the thing that's causing you pain, but even more is what's going to relax it. It's just it's just kind of a funny idea to me. Yeah, it's definitely a different paradigm, different, definitely a different way of thinking. But one main factor of somatics is that everything is really slow and gentle. So oh, yes, when you're right. yeah, so when you're actually like making it more contracted than it was you're moving at such a slow and deliberate pace yeah yep adrian's moving his shoulders up to his ears right now but very slow very slowly so he's taking over the muscle contraction that was there and then i assume now he's going to very slowly and gently release his shoulders yes 
back down to his new normal or new zero because it might go a little bit lower than it started with. And that is a much, much better alternative than forcibly stretching um, and doing passive stretching, which hurts for a reason. Let's just say that it's a different conversation. Okay. <laughs> so a big component of somatics is that it's all about learning how to be flexible again, because if you think about kids, they like are little, little noodles. They kind of just flip and flop everywhere. Like children yeah. are, um, did you point to Bella? I'm looking at Bella. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about Bella too. So um, this little dog here too is just flopping everywhere. I've got my, my soft little five pound chihuahua in my arms to assist us on this pod right now. And children just run free and have total, like, what do you want to call it? Limberness. I like that you said that earlier and, oh, yeah. and flexibility. But when we become adults, sometimes we can get trained into these maladaptive responses to stress. And somatics comes in to undo those responses and unlearn that stuff because it actually turns out, depending on where you look, up to 50% of all of these common issues that we think of as tech neck and bad posture and lower back pain and time of month pain for women might actually be what's called motor sensory amnesia. And motor sensory amnesia is what we're talking about in that stiffness and somatics is the only thing that addresses it. So. Yes, <laughs> correct. Somatics so is the only thing that will help you. Yeah, it's like, no more medicine. Yeah. And a lot of times, like if I said, Adrian, you have cilantro in your teeth. Of course. You know, you, you would know what to do, right? You would just yeah, fi find a way to get it out. I don't have to say, Adrian, you have cilantro in your teeth. Please walk into the bathroom, look at yourself in the mirror, find where it is, grab a toothbrush, brush it out. <laughs> it's like so. No, I figured that out. Yes. Yeah, so many problems. As soon as you find the actual problem, you're halfway, and in a lot of cases, more than halfway there to solving what the issue is. And the body is the same way. So if you're moving through an area of your body that is stiff and you're moving slow enough to give your brain the chance to update and realize, oh shit, I don't have control in this area, then your brain already knows what to do. So that's one of my favorite parts of somatics is that when we find these areas of motor sensor amnesia, it's just such a congruent fix, I would say. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, so it sounds like you're talking about like resetting, because you mentioned resetting, uh, what did you just say? <laughs> resetting the muscle tonus? Yeah, re resetting muscle tonus, and it's like gaining more control over your body, and that that's always super nice. Uh, Sweet. Do you feel like somatics makes more sense than it did 10 minutes ago to you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no, because I didn't, I didn't exactly understand how you would get a brain-to-body connection from rolling arms and stuff. But now I get it because it's like your brain is the thing controlling this muscle tonus and it's making it all tight and gross and ew uh, until you start, you know, moving it for the thing. And then it's like unlocking <laughs> more access that. to your muscles. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I'm going to name the episode that. Unlocking access to your muscles. That's dope. Uh, I love it. That's 
that could be something else. That's going to be my podcast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the understanding podcast or the understanding somatics podcast. Oh, so does somatics give off what we call a woo woo impression at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Does no, it really? <laughs> it, so it sounds like, it sounds like another thing that's going to become like real trendy mm, and yeah. then people are going to find out it doesn't do anything and people are still going to do it because it might actually do something. Yeah. And we don't really know because I don't know. <laughs> so I agree with you that somatics is going to become really trendy over the next 10 years. And the thing about it is that somatics is an umbrella term. So somatics is, can be like somatic dance. Yes. Yeah. You know, like saying somatics is as broad as saying like biology and there's marine biology and human biology and psychobiology and neurobiology and all this stuff. So, yeah. um, in that sense, sometimes when things get more popular, they do get a little watered down, a little misunderstood. Mm. What I am trained in is Hannah somatic education and Thomas Hannah, which is where the name comes from, is the guy who actually coined the term somatics. Mm. And so I'm very, very close to the source, which is why I love what I do. But back to this idea of woo-woo-ness. Yeah. So the special thing about somatics, in my opinion, is that it's all rooted in neuroscience. It is 100% rooted in science. None of it is conjecture or speculation or let's just look at the sky. No offense, astrology. Not that I have anything against astrology specifically. I do. All right. That's <laughs> to, each, to each his own, to each his own. But there's actually, do you know what a bibliography is? Uh, I guess not because that's what I used to write in high school for papers. Yeah, like the bibliography, it's like all, where all the sources are, right? Oh, uh, okay. Yes, I do know what a bibliography is. So the director of my program produced a 99-page bibliography of all of the sources that support every single claim that we make in Hannah Somatic Education. And on each of the 99 pages is, I don't know, 30 to 40, 30 to 40 different sources and intermission because we've got somebody at the door. <laughs> okay. Right. Where, where was I? So we're talking about the bibliography, yes. right? So her name is Eleanor Criswell. She also founded humanistic psychology, which I think is dope. Humanistic psychology. Never heard of it. Sounds cool. Yeah. It's basically just looking at the human experience in a somatic lens naturally. Mm, okay. Yeah. And okay. so this bibliography has 30 to 40 sources and all of the research papers are legit, legit. The, the, the research didn't make it into the bibliography if it wasn't through a, a, a legally accredited university or at least mm. entity in that, in that fashion. So I, um, I obviously have not read the entire bibliography yet because I just got my hands on it. Like maybe six months ago or something like that, but I've, I'll put the link in the description to that. And yeah, I hope that as somatic educators, we do a good job of staying rooted in science and stay away from that woo-woo realm. Yes, not, I hope so too. not that I have anything against woo-woo people. It's just not us. Do you know what I mean? It would be like putting, um, back to our, our movie analogy earlier, it would be like putting Star Trek merch in, in, in Hogwarts. Yeah. You're like, that's nice, Yoda, but get out of here. Yeah. All right, I messed that up. Star Wars. Yeah. All right, but like, you know, it, it, we, we want to keep these, we want to keep these things as, as true as they are, so that way they attract the right person 
because I'm sure there are woo-woo solutions out there for back pain. That's just not us, right? It's just not us. It's just not us. That's <laughs> what we do. Um, hmm. So do you have any other, what are some other common like skeptical feelings, thoughts, or opinions about somatics that you think, or like any other issue you might have with it? Oh yeah, how is this profitable? How is somatics <laughs> profitable? <laughs> <laughs> I well, I swear I'm I all... thinking about it now. Actually, I think it could be very profitable. Yeah, well, <laughs> wellness, service-based wellness professions are one of the hardest to scale from that. But I swear, I onboarded a client. I want to say about a month or six weeks ago, and this guy was in so much pain, and you could just see it. And he was saying that it was, you know, kind of unfortunate. And then his wife busted in and was like, "Kind of unfortunate." It's horrible. He's always in pain. <laughs> so she was like speaking the speaking the truth. And uh, by the end of the session, I saw him smile and say that he felt better after doing just very simple. I think I took him through the first two flagship somatic movements. And when he smiled, I almost I swear, like the first thing that popped into my head was like, oh, my God, that was payment enough. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> it's like, oh, my, oh God. my God. But uh, no. So. Like anything else, there's there's any way that you can make anything profitable if you're an entrepreneur and have that business mind. Yes, I, of course. I'm starting to realize that now. Yeah, I love working with clients one on one and teaching group classes for by donation, so they can drop in and just pay whatever they want, or they don't have to pay at all. Or so okay, all right, that's not answering the how is this profitable question. Okay, that's not answering how this how this is profitable. No, that's okay. Everything anyway, is profitable now. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm hoping to launch a online masterclass that's only like an hour and a half or two hours oh, okay. that will teach people how to pandiculate, which is the healthy, efficient alternative to stretching. And I feel like I have a personal vendetta against stretching because that was like my Bible for so long growing up in dance and gymnastics and cheer. I mean, you and I have gone to Sky Zone together. You can attest yeah. to my gymnastic capabilities yeah it's very it's impressive yeah and <laughs> man i was doing all that stuff and i was still in so much pain and then it wasn't until i stopped stretching that it I, i'm i never have back spasms anymore and i'm just as flexible as i ever was if not more which is actually really cool and i enjoy that a lot so yeah i mean i think this was pretty thorough if you have any other looming questions Speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for your time, Adrian. Yeah, of course. You had best. Thanks. Bye. Uh -huh.